Yes, Netflix are trying to <laughs> cut down on people, pulling a bit of a Swifty. And I'm not saying that this is something I do, but it's something I'm aware that a lot of people do. You know, you've got one account, you share it not only in your household, but maybe with another household or four. Um, Netflix want to make sure they are getting as much money out of people using their services as possible. And Paul Stenhouse, our tech expert, has details on how they're trying to cut down on it, Paul. Yeah, because they want that extra cash, Jack. Content's expensive, you know. Yeah. So they want to make sure that he can replenish that money. Um, so what they're doing is they're, you know, they're trying some things out. They're trying some offers, actually, in three countries, Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. And what they're doing is they're saying, we kind of think that some of you may be doing this. And so they're offering up some cheap, what they're calling, like, extra viewers. Right. So much discounted price. So this is kind of almost like the honor system, I think, um, before they maybe start cracking down. And they're looking to see what that's going to do. Because if you're, if you're sitting as an uh, investor, uh, you know, a stockholder, a shareholder of Netflix, it's not looking too good at the moment. Their subscriber numbers have plateaued. Their share price has plummeted. Mm. And as I mentioned, content is expensive to make. So this, is, this has been something Netflix was never really worried about in the past. But I think they're now at that point in their life that they need to start thinking about the dollars. So just talk to me a little bit more about this decision, because to me it's an interesting tactical decision, right? Presumably Netflix, with all of their technical prowess, can come up with a system whereby they just say, no, sorry, you can watch it on one device and that's it. If it shows up anywhere else, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, that's not going to work. And they'll be able to work out when more than one person is using an account. But they've deliberately not gone down a harsher path because they don't want to hurt their share price. They don't want to scare people away from Netflix as well. Correct. Yeah. I mean, look, one of the things that Wall Street's really interested in is the number of people who are using the service and the number of minutes that are watched. That's one of their really big metrics. So if you suddenly cut people off, what do you think is going to happen? They're not going to be able to access the content. They're not watching it. And remember that people, when they're watching Netflix original content, if they tell other people about that and they get you interested in watching it, that also boosts up their number of minutes watched. Right. So it is, it's a tricky calculation that they're trying to do here. And I think what they're probably looking at is, in those three countries, what is the impact? Yeah. You know, yeah. if they start shutting down, can they, I think they're offering additional viewers at about three bucks a pop. So, you know, can they recoup that? If they get turn off one person, can they get an extra $3? And what does that mean? And I'm sure there's some some uh, interesting formulas being done in some rather large Excel. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, some changes coming to Microsoft Mm. Office as well. Yeah, because hybrid work, especially here in the States, is basically here to stay. The number of people who've been responding to all sorts of surveys saying that they really like this kind of mix of working at home and in the office, uh, the flexibility that offers, they really want in their life. And so Microsoft Office is adapting to that. So in the future, they're starting to tell us that in things like Outlook, you'll actually be able to RSVP to a meeting by saying if you're going to be in person or if you're going to be a virtual attendee, right? So then you can work out if you've got the right size meeting room or how you're going to tailor that presentation. Um, Microsoft Teams is doing more with their their in-room experience to make sure that you know, you can see the, the things we've now come to expect, the notes um, 
for that meeting, the chat window, um, the ability to kind of virtually raise your hand. How can we kind of keep some of these things that have been actually quite helpful in the virtual world as we go back to hybrid? Um, and PowerPoint, here's a fun one, Jack, will actually in the future be able to do live video sort of inside the slides. Oh. So like picture in picture, basically. So you'll be able to look at the slides and look at the person speaking, um, which is, you know, a more immersive experience. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Thanks, Paul. You take care and we will catch you soon. The voices of New Zealand cricket are back. Brian Waddle, Jeremy Coney on the front foot. Coming up this week, Shane Bond gives us his assessment of the pace bowling resources and the development of a group to replace the incumbents. South African TV commentator Natalie Germanis joins us to assess the Women's World Cup at the mid-stages. And remember this goes back to February 2014. Brendan McCullum's 300. Join us. Download the latest podcast now on iHeartRadio, powered by Newstalk ZB. Thought-provoking, opinionated, enlightening. The Leighton Smith Podcast. Michael Schmidt has a BSc and MSc in molecular biology, virology, and immunology from Otago, after which he left New Zealand for 35 years. He now has a doctorate in supply and demand theory and numerous other qualifications. One of the most interesting people I've ever interviewed in 147. Subscribe now on iHeartRadio and get the latest episode now. The Leighton Smith Podcast, powered by Newstalk ZB.